0: Hello everyone and welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of The Weekly Freestyle with myself, Tom Dean, and my co-host Alex Sutton. And we're really, really pleased today to tell you that we have got a guest, as promised. um, We've got uh, one of my training partners, another member of the Bath National Centre, and another member of Team GB, uh, Ed Mildred. Ed, it's really great to have you on the podcast, thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you very much for having me on, boys. No
0: worries. No worries at all. This is obviously take two. We had a few technical issues on take one, but it's really <laughs> great to have you on. So here's a little bit uh, of Ed's CV. If you don't know him, Ed came from Northampton Swimming Club. And like I said, he's a member of the Bath National Centre, coached by Dave McNulty, same with me. Um, European junior silver medalist behind the world record holder in the 100 metre freestyle already. So a very, very uh, impressive um, title to have there. European Youth Olympic Champion. Didn't realise that about you, mate. There's in the 203 as oh, well, so pick up on yeah. that one. Uh, and already represented um, GB on the international senior stage. So we went to Europeans together in 2021. Um, you won two European medals there, I think I'm right Yeah,
1: Yeah, two medals there.
0: Yeah, and then Abu Dhabi World Short Course Championships. And then back in the summer of 2022, we were at the Commonwealth Games together and we won three medals together on, on three of the relays. So a really impressive junior and senior CV already. Up and coming swimmer uh, in the world of British swimming, which is what we're going to talk about. Uh, a very good artist as well on the side and not a bad golfer. So not not a bad CV. All sorts going
2: on there. Absolutely. And um, I know that a couple of your, your teammates love getting down to the rec to watch uh, Bath rugby play. Is that something that you fill your weekends with?
1: Um, now and then, yeah, uh,
2: I do. I am
1: um, partial to watching a bit of rugby. Uh, I'm not. I don't live too far away from it either, so it's very convenient. Um, yeah, I've been down there a couple of times, not as not as often as you might think, but uh, I do enjoy going to watch it now and then.
0: No, no, because obviously Freya's a big fan of the big fan of the rugby. Yeah. She's there there most weekends. Um, but that kind of leads on to our first topic. I mentioned how you're in the Bath National Centre. Um, and you've been training with us for a while now, but you know, you're still one of the younger ones in the squad. Um, and you know, just kicking off for people to get a kind of idea of how you'll find it. you know, um, how's the city treating you? How are you finding the national center? Um, obviously it's a big step up from, from the world of junior swimming, but, uh, I mean, I'd say it's treating you pretty well. What, what would you? What yeah, would you no, I've
1: got, of course, like last year when I moved here, it was very different. It was a big move for me. It's about three hours away from home. Um, and living independently for the first time which is a big change um and you've you've done it as well tom um you've had to make that change for training but um no I, as soon as i joined everything was pretty seamless um everybody accepted me into the group which was great uh i am i'm the youngest and i was the only one joining last year um which which was weird being the youngest because i I, back at Northampton, I was I was the oldest for a couple of years, um, about one of the oldest. Uh, but no, the the move has been really seamless, and I'm glad it all seems to be going well for me.
0: Yeah, no, I think I agree, mate. I mean, the like the vibe within the National Centre at the moment, you know, it's probably the best I've ever I've ever seen in the four years I've been there. and everyone does get on really well you know it's kind of more like one big group at the moment which is really really good but you know before we head on to to, to bath and and some of the bigger events obviously you came from uh, northampton swimming club and it's you know they've produced some great swimmers was it always you know was swimming the, the 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 sole path you was always heading to a national center and, and you know if you were thinking about a national center was it always going to be bath you know how did your last few years of, of of junior junior competing end up
1: um Well, it was always my dream, obviously, to end up swimming as a, as a career, as a professional athlete. Um, I think everybody in the competitive scene dreams of that. Um, very few make it happen and I'm glad I put in the work to make it happen. But, um, no, my, my last year at Northampton, I was, I was very convinced that I wanted to go to a national centre. Um, like I had a few offers from America and stuff like that, but it never really interested me. I always wanted to stay within the UK, stay within the British swimming loop because I feel some people can make it work, but as soon as you almost exit that loop, it's I. I find that I think it can be quite difficult to uh, like come back just with traveling and all that. So I wanted to stay in, but um, yeah, the choice was either really Loughborough or Bath. Um, Loughborough being fairly close to where I live at home um it's only it's only like 40 minutes down the road which isn't too bad mm-hmm. um I I've done quite a, a few things over there and I came down to Bath twice I think um you probably remember me coming down mm. well I know one time you remember me coming down because I ended up getting COVID from it but yeah
0: uh, no that was so that was Olympic year that was Olympic season yeah. I got COVID for the first time Shred Ed came down to do a, do a training set for us and and love being sent back with COVID. So yes. what, what happened yeah, there was the, well I, I think it was just going around the around the squad a little bit. I thought that was Dave, because Dave was like, that's it, great. He's not going to come to Bath <laughs> now. Like Love wrote, <laughs> You sent him back with COVID, but uh, yeah, you managed to see it through and then you came back and trained with others again, didn't you? A little bit later. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I did. So um yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I made the right choice, I think. So um yeah, yeah. Just uh, it, it was a good move.
2: And Ed, I was just going to say, have you always been one of those people that from like a ridiculously young age, that you've been down at the pool sort of uh, spending half your day there? Is that you, something you've done from, I guess, six, seven years? Yeah. You've been doing lots of different stuff.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I sort of messed around with a couple of sports, like when I was really young. Uh, I'm talking like 10, 10 years old. I was I was doing like football I uh, know I did judo. Um, which actually is kind of an embarrassing story to how I quit uh, I would like to tell that, that story <laughs> if, that's,
0: <laughs> if that's PG we've got a lot of time though,
1: <laughs> no it is PG um, I, <laughs> so I I was doing like um, competitions in practice and I was always paired up with this girl that was like the same size as me um, and I just kept getting paired up with her and I know, she'd beat me every time because she was a couple of years older than me. Every time she'd beat me. And I was like, no, I, I'm not having this. I'm <laughs> not having this. I'll stick to something I'm good at. So, uh, yeah. And of course, I had swimming on the side as well. So I was doing quite a few things. Uh, but no, um, at one point, my like, swimming became, like picked up. Uh, and my dad was like, right, you've got a choice to make. It's either football or swimming. Mm. And I chose to swimming. And that's where it's we tough. are now
0: quite sporty family as well because your dad competes in cyclocross and your brother's a decent climber as well yeah
1: yeah well all my family um both my parents were sailors when they were younger uh alistair he's a cyclist and robert is a climber and my dad obviously does uh, a bit of cyclocross now Uh, that's great that's
0: good stuff well runs in the family um one of the questions (laughs) we had was so european (laughs) juniors obviously for you, it was um, around COVID time um, and European. I always find European juniors are like a really important like developmental competition. I remember when I went to my first one, it's like my first junior international competition. It's kind of your first chance to like mark your name on this world stage, not just for like other competitors, but also for like national centres, for funding in British swimming, like it's such an important competition. And that's, you know, what I really took away from it. You walked away with a European junior silver medal you know, which was obviously slightly frustrating because you had to race against the fastest junior and the fastest human that's ever lived in that event. So it's a bit yeah. of a tough one. But, you know, what what were the kind of things that you really learned from that competition? Was it, you know, a really important developmental competition and anything you were able to kind of carry through into your, your senior years?
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely enjoyed the junior competitions. Uh, I think they're great. Like you said, like a great benchmark for yeah. where... You are as a junior, and where you can potentially get as a senior, because at the end of the day, it's the same people coming up with you at yeah. the same time. So, um, no, I think I think they are really important for me uh, just to get a grip on what international racing is like, um, because it is different. Um, there's people that you you don't see every day, and you don't race against every every weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Suddenly, you're having to race against these guys that you have almost no idea who they are but they're uh they're just as quick as you so no I they're good and um they're definitely a good building block towards uh senior racing but yeah, yeah like you said I I think I was lucky in the sense that I well not lucky but I did I did really well in my junior competitions. but I was unlucky in the sense that I had to race yeah. like sort of Popovici and <laughs> even in, even in the 100 fly um I, had, I was against Milandinov, who beat Jimmy in uh, Europeans that year. He yeah. came second in, uh, in <laughs> Europeans. I was like, oh, great. So I'm against the <laughs> two fastest lads in, in Europe and are
0: in my events. Yeah, you always get some like unreal European junior swimmers, don't you, that just burst yeah. on the scene. But you make your time still... Because I remember that, that word word gets around British swimming when like a junior does really well at a, a junior international competition because everyone's always looking at next generation. So I remember... We were out at a competition at the time, and people were saying, oh, "Have you seen, you know, what Ed's done on this hundred free?" And it, you know, immediately stand out. Um, I and mean, you were going to ask about, yeah, it's just the the big word Popovici. When was the first time you raced him? Like,
2: wh- when was the first time that you guys went head to head? So, I've actually
1: known Popovici for a long time, uh, longer than people, I think. So, uh, I think Way when back. I was like fourteen. Way back, I oh know. Sorry, sorry, No, this is a yeah, no, uh, soft spot for you. No, when, back when I was like fourteen, fifteen, um, a lad from Northampton. He was Romanian, and uh, David actually came over to England to come and train with us uh, for no like way. for like a week. Yeah, yeah, and I, I knew I knew it was a quick boy, and he, I knew yeah. it was, I knew it was younger than me, but uh, yeah. I was still quicker than him at that mm-hmm. point, and uh, he was putting up a good fight training, so I knew he was good. And then we met again at EOF. Uh, mm-hmm. so I raced him in the 203. Uh, I took that crown in the 203. Oh, um, man. yeah, yeah, I <laughs> took that one <laughs> the real one, <laughs> EOF. Yeah, that's that's where it matters actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so um. Yeah, that was where I raced him again. Um and he he was really good over the hundred. Uh, I just got him over the two hundred uh, and then raced him again at European juniors and he just took off at that point. But yeah. no, I mean I've known him for a long time. He's 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 a good lad, uh very talented clearly. Um and yeah, I mean I didn't expect what he's done, but yeah, I mean and you never can really, but um what, no, he's he's a good guy.
2: What do you think makes him so quick or so different to, to other freestylers? Obviously, we've got two freestylers. Well, yeah. <laughs> was there anything in that week he uh, yeah. trained with you that you thought,
0: Jackie <laughs> Jackie Marshall same on
1: that part? <laughs> no. Um. Uh. And to be to be honest, from that week that he came training with us, it, it was like what. 12-13 at that point. So I, I can't really, can't really pick anything out. But if you look at him, he, he is just built for swimming. Uh, he's like long, lean, and clearly, clearly has a very good technique. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Really. I mean, I don't want to blow too much smoke up his ass. No, we, don't, <laughs> we
0: don't want to do that. This isn't the Popovich podcast, is it? No, this is no, not the Popovich podcast. Honest. This is a Tom <laughs> Dean podcast. Listens, True. Um, no, I think you're right, mate. You know, excellent. You know, technically brilliant, and yeah, built for it. And you know, I think yeah, a lot can be taken away from his um, skills. But no, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how far he can he can take. Well, I mean, he's already moved the hundred free on and the two hundred free, but we'll see how far he can go with that. Um, for sure, for sure. But moving on from uh, your junior years into senior years, obviously, since you've been on the senior stage, we've been at a lot of competitions together. Um, You know, your first full season at Bath, um, obviously, it's really, really important um, that first year. And then obviously going off and winning medals at Europeans and then, of course, at the Commonwealth Games as well. Um, Is there a specific performance that really stands out to you? Um, You know, is there something you really took away from senior competitions that's different to junior competitions? And, you know, was that first season in Bath how you uh, envisioned it was going to be? It was... More
1: difficult than I expected. Uh, adapting to the training was very different. It was mm. a big step up from like a junior program, with it still did a lot of meters similar to what we do now, but uh, the gym and everything it was it was a big change. Um, and I had a meeting with Dave. I remember uh, he said, "Look, from this year, don't expect to massively move on." Uh, because your first year changing program from a junior to senior program um, it it can it's it's difficult and to even maintain where you're at at the moment it like from a previous program is still impressive um and yeah, so I ended up moving out on my hundred fly uh p v than that at Europeans which would probably be my standout swim for me. Yeah. Um, I just missed out on the final, came ninth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like point one away from the final, which was a bit gutting. Yeah. But I remember saying to myself before that swim, I th- sorry, I, I was on my PB in the heat for mm-hmm. that swim. And I remember saying to myself, I was like, I haven't pb V'd this season. It'll be yeah. I don't want this to be my first season where I haven't pb would <laughs> Yeah. So I was uh so I was like, right and then i think just mentally i was like i'm just going to throw everything at it like mm-hmm. not that i don't use not that i don't usually but i think it just meant like put that extra gear in my head and i was like like i don't want this to be the season that i don't pv on so even though it was even though for me it was like sort of building block for the season but um yeah for me that was probably my standout swim it was like half a second pv and then to nearly make my first european final uh, yeah shame I didn't but
0: yeah no mate and I remember that because that really put you in the mix with like Jimmy and uh James Guy and and Jacob Peters you know the other two big fly names in in the UK at the moment and really kind of put you up there with those boys I remember it really clearly and the interesting thing was that was a a meet that was like the third meet last season when everyone was absolutely knackered you know I was way off my pace I was nowhere near the times I was going at worlds and commies and stuff like that and then all of a sudden you pulled a PB out the bag i mean i you know fair play that you're able to do that but uh, was it just finding that extra gear that you're able to to get that swim done i mean surely you must have been knackered after a long a long summer of racing
1: yeah yeah i mean i was i was tired from the amount of racing i did but um for me commonwealth games was very different to what you had um yeah. unfortunately i didn't i wasn't able to qualify for uh like a top place in the relay team or an individual Um, trials was okay for me, but it didn't, didn't prove me to that point where I was able to get individual swim. So for me, Commonwealth games didn't take as much out of me because I was just doing heats for the relays and setting new boys up for the finals, Mm. Uh, which was, which was a great experience of course, but um, I knew Europeans was my main aim and um, obviously, on that hundred fly, I just wanted to go out and prove myself what I can do and put myself with those two boys.
2: So, yeah. one one thing to pick up on there, Ed, is staying in Rome and the relays itself because i I was out there for a couple of days, and uh, one thing we've discussed and we want to uh, touch on here is I think it was the hundred free relay uh, in the men's team. And obviously, I think you actually anchored that leg. Yes, um, yeah and was that am I right in saying that you you just got the touch for bronze?
1: yes yeah well uh just got the touch for bronze but then what was it i think it was france when they dq'd or something like that so ended up being a decent decent amount for us for yeah just just touched out france but um they obviously got deked later which meant we were firmly in that um in that spot that's what i heard
0: yeah it's an interesting moment and we've spoken in the past about anchoring relays, you know, and and this summer just gone to the first time I've like personally ever anchored a relay, you know, anchored at Worlds, (laughs) anchored that medley relay at Commies um, where we managed to like clinch gold and then, you know, doing a few at, at Europeans as well. And I don't know how you found it, but personally, you know, it's such a different like mentality thing, you know, there's nowhere to hide. Like I remember at the Commonwealth Games on that medley relay, I had Jimmy coming in on the fly for us, Matt Temple coming in on the fly for Australia, and I stepped on the blocks next to Carl Chalmers and, like, Australia yeah. and, the, and, and England were out in front. So I was like, if I mess this up, it's, like, so obvious who's messed up. Like, <laughs> it'll get beaten. Yeah. Like, it's only going to be down to me. And they were, like, obviously all those people in the crowd. And it takes, like, a real – it takes quite a lot of mental toughness, I think. And it took me yeah. until I was 22 to step up and anchor a relay. But, you know, you stepped up at 19 years old and anchored a, a relay on the international stage. So did you find the mentality any different to, to swimming other relay legs?
1: Um, no, I love anchoring. <laughs> I, I don't know why I love it. Yeah. Um, like either, I think in the summer most of the times I was either going off first and then I had that one where I anchored it. Um, yeah. But no, I, I I do quite enjoy it. Um, I think it it shoves quite a lot of pressure on you and it, it can be hard to deal with it. But if you can't, if you struggle with that sort of thing, mm. um, but no, I, I I do quite enjoy it and obviously. Like when I was getting up for that anchor leg, I, I had um Christoph Milak next to me and I knew I knew he was a quick hundred freestyler. Yeah. Um clearly. Um and I had to put my, my best in to try and defend him. Uh I couldn't, unfortunately, but uh the game's a game at the end of the day. Game, uh, <laughs> the game's a game. But uh no, I do I do enjoy anchoring. Um uh I think I think it. It can, like you said, it can expose weaknesses uh, if you if you do mess it up. But um, I think most of the time, we put in so much work that it almost comes natural yeah. to not mess it up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you just if you just let your body take you out and do the job that it's supposed to do then if you start overthinking it then you're going to mess up but
2: surely on the on the block as well you're not thinking right let's not mess this up you're thinking about all the other stuff (laughs) you've trained for for the last year so you know that's i guess when you guys are up there that's the last thing that you're thinking of and actually you're thinking probably about taking that second place or even catching the person up in ahead yeah no i think when
1: I get on the block, I'm almost a couple steps ahead of myself uh I'm not really thinking what I'm doing in the moment. I'm thinking what I'm gonna do when I get up like up from the underwater almost mm. um I'm thinking a couple of steps ahead and like when I'm fifteen meters out from the wall, I'm thinking what I'm gonna do off the wall and stuff like that so mm. you, you don't you don't really think in the moment, you think in the future and um I guess it's what manifested itself if if you do it right.
0: Yeah, well, that's a that's a great mindset to have, mate. I? I mean, you know, keep that as much as you can because I know for myself, obviously, I'm trying to think about that, and it's it's instinct and all that thing. But I always I always get like these intrusive thoughts, like, oh, can no, you I, I, I guess or, Imagine if you <laughs> first started. Yeah. Like, can you imagine how embarrassing that would <laughs> be? And I'm like, get out of my head, like I'm trying to concentrate. So uh, I would say I would say keep keep your mentality as much as you can. That's that's you know the best way to approach it is process and all that good stuff. Um. The, the, the one thing i wanted to ask you and, and it's something i've spoken a little bit about you know seeing swimming as now it's our full-time job you know this is what we do this is our career you know not many people have a full-time job at you know 18 19 20 years old most people are still studying and figuring out what they're going to do but this is our job and it's it's a demanding job it's unique in its nature uh, and what it what it asks of us um and it can be really rewarding but it can be really demanding as well and i've spoken about it a lot but for you personally what would you say is the best and the worst thing about being a full-time athlete, specifically a full-time swimmer. Um, yeah, that's a big, big question, that isn't it? Um, obviously,
1: dream come true, or always, always wanted to become a a full-time athlete. It, it's a bit, it's a bit weird when it happens because it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it's almost like imposter syndrome. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a professional athlete, but yeah, you are a professional yeah. athlete. Like, you get paid to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a bit weird and being like financially independent is very strange. But um yeah, like it it does put a lot of pressure on you sometimes, I think. Um which I mean, I'm I'm still very new to it all, which and sometimes I think, oh if I don't if I don't do well in my swimming, then like that's that's it, that's that's it over. Um mm. which can be a weird thought. Um but no, I I haven't I've haven't, I've enjoyed it recently. Um, obviously being ad, out of education for my, for my first year was a bit weird. Mm. Um, and I I enjoyed it, but it was very strange because, um, obviously yeah. growing up we all have those years where you're doing swimming and school at the same time, and now yeah. now half of that's taken out, and mm. you've just got your swimming to focus on. Um so yeah i mean it leaves more time for the swimming you can focus more on on your job essentially um uh which is which is good but uh equally you can't i don't i don't think you can stress it too much sometimes you almost gotta take it back to your roots and being that kid ju- that just enjoys
0: swimming yeah so, yeah no i think i think that's a really good <laughs> observation man. i mean i know it's weird when i stopped doing union and all of a sudden it's like you know just focusing one thing and it can put a lot of pressure on it because it's like i'll put all my eggs in one basket but i think you know like you said when i was a young swimmer i was like you know to just do swimming, not have to worry about school or studying or anything it would you know would, would have been a dream for me so yeah like you said having that hunger and being like a young athlete um is, is probably the best way to, to 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 go about it you guys seem to have like a, a really nice relationship and obviously you
2: work in training together but Although you're quite similar in age, relative, you're actually at quite different parts in your career. Because you're, I guess you're pretty fresh to the teammate. But I was actually going to ask Tom, what's it like for you having someone like Ed sort of join that team and maybe add a bit of freshness? Is that something that you can really benefit or and actually benefit from having Ed in the team every day?
0: Yeah. I mean it's great until we have to do a speed set. I and mean, he's an absolute <laughs> sweat bag when it comes to speed set. So um <laughs> no, it's it's good, you know, mate. And and one thing I was chatting to Dave about our coach is like. Whenever we get new athletes into the squad, so Ed and I have been having a few athletes come and train with us at Bath the last few days, and everyone needs to bring something to the team. Everyone has something they've got to bring. So, you know, like we've got a guy tried out last night who's a great, uh, sorry, the last few days, he's a great backstroke swimmer. And I was like to Dave, oh, you know, should we get freestyling? And he's like, well, no, this is great for you because you need to work your backstroke on your IM. So it's like the best thing that can, that can be, you know, brought in for you. Just like when I joined the centre in Bath, I was like, brought in to be jimmy's training partner so i was like an up-and-coming freestyler and two and a free so i was there to help jimmy as well so everyone's got to bring something and i think what's great about ed is literally you know that speed works probably i mean you know I've the best off the blocks to 25 out of anyone i've trained with um you know which is which is great because i mean we always go head to head whenever we do speed sessions which is brilliant because i try and push myself and stuff like that Uh, and also i think having that work ethic is really important and even though sometimes when we do some heart rate sets Ed's heart rate <laughs> slightly <laughs> higher than uh, is <laughs> the heart rate slightly higher than uh than some other people but you know what it's all part of like learning like you said when you come from like a junior program into a senior program and learning a new training philosophy um but I think having yeah like that like energy and bringing a good work ethic they're probably the most important things and and that's what I found you know since Ed's joined there
2: and I was gonna I'll put that on to you Ed I guess what have you learned and enjoyed from, I guess, joining those slightly more senior athletes? And also, I'd be interested to hear what you think about working with Dave, because obviously we've heard a lot about him, and obviously he's yeah. a serious coach, so yeah, great to get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, um, no, it was, a, it was a great move for me. Uh, all the guys were very exceptional of me, uh, and I came to Bath to work with Dave. Uh, that's what I wanted. Uh, when I put my, my entry slip in, I said I, I want to work with Dave uh, which I know caused a little, bit of, um, a little bit of a stir up but yeah, uh, yeah I got what I wanted uh, and I got to train with um, Jimmy and Dino which were the um, which was the aim because obviously Dino for well both Jimmy and Dino for my freestyle and then uh, Jim for my butterfly and I've learned a lot from YouTube boys um, a lot about how to train uh because you know when you're a kid you just turn up and smack mm. everything um yeah i'm i'm still working on it as you know like we said <laughs> with the heart rates i'm still working on it i've still got that little kid inside of me that just wants to smack everything yeah but, uh, no i've i've definitely learned a lot about um how to live like a life as an athlete and mm. the stuff that goes on not not just in the pool because we're surrounded by that all the time so you learn you learn those things as you grow up, but it's stuff yeah. outside the pool and even in the gym which is still relatively new to me, you've got a lot more training age on me um mm-hmm. well not a lot more but a couple a couple years a couple of years old training age but um and it's just those sort of things outside the pool which uh you can't you can't really get taught you just you well you you get taught them by hanging around with people that that are doing the same thing really so yeah. That, yeah. that they're my biggest takeaways, really.
0: No, it, it is interesting, mate. And I think it's because when I joined the squad, Jimmy was the age I am now, which is quite crazy to think, you know, about That's that four-year four age gap, four-five-year age gap. So I felt like I was learning from him a lot. Um, and you see some things that are done really well and some things where you're like, you know, i I'll do this slightly differently. And yeah, so it's whenever there's anyone new in the squad or, you know, you're anyone in that training environment, you, you take bits from everyone, um, which I find really, really good. And it's great at the moment. I think, I mean, I don't know how you find it at the moment, Ed, but the culture within the squads, choosing to work with Dave, I mean, he's the most successful um, British coach full time and, and Team GB's coach of the year from the Olympics across every sport, you know, which speaks for itself really. And I know I was really, really wanting to, to learn from him um so yeah i think it's really good and it'll be interesting mate next year when more people join they'll be looking to you as the person who's freshest on the scene you know and they're like okay ed someone who's only you know one or two three years older than me he's someone i need to learn from and and all of a sudden you get put in a position Like i still feel like i'm one of the youngest in the squad Mm -hmm. but i'm like i'm like third oldest in the squad now you'll have to start thinking about your pensions oh mate you're telling me (laughs) (laughs) Usually <laughs> they get like lowered into the pool like a machine i'm gonna be like that so yeah it's interesting you get you get you know all of a sudden you have like you have you know more young people looking up at you so um yeah no it is it is an interesting one um and mate just before we we, we round off one thing you know we've, we've spoken about your, your younger years and now you're heading into bath but look, we're 18 months away from Paris. It's literally like 18 months and two yeah, right. weeks, I think what was, it the eighth today, you know. So I was thinking about it last night because I remember when I was 18 months before Tokyo, it was like the month before, a month or two before lockdown started. We were about to head out for an Australia training camp, just like we are now. Um, Ed and I in two weeks will be out in, in, on the Gold Coast for training camp with, with Bath. Just about to head out, really, really excited about Charles, excited about the Olympics. Obviously lockdown happened, but it, it was 18 months away. But I remember how quickly those eighteen months went, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, you know, God, it's only eighteen months till Paris. That's going to come around really quickly. So, I mean, it just be interesting to look at what are your goals for the season. But ultimately, you know, this is the the the, the business end of, of the Olympic quad or the Olympic three years. In this case, you know, what are your goals heading into Paris and beyond? Um, obviously, main goal to get on that team. Uh, hmm. Just
1: want to say, just missed out on uh, on the Tokyo team, but. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of people coming through in British Iron, and it's moved on a lot. So getting on that team will be, I think, harder this time. Uh, yeah. This time round, especially in the hundred free, uh, that's that will be a big one to get into that that relay spot. Um, but no, I think I think this year will be a really good test year uh, to see where I'm at. Um, obviously, not new into the center anymore. Um, so hopefully, the training will. I don't want to say kick in because it, it has already, but like, enhanced me even more um, yeah. now that I've had that year to settle in. So, hopefully, this year with Worlds and everything, it'll be a good be a good test year to see where I'm at before uh, the the Olympic year. So, um, I don't I don't want to say too much because you you never know really, yeah. um, especially just seeing where my trajectory goes, but. Um, yeah, I think this year will be a good test year. And then on to, on to Paris, where hopefully we can do some special things.
0: No, I think you're right, mate. And, you know, obviously you with the 100 free and even the 200 keeping it in the back of your mind. Like, and, the, you know, <laughs> the 100 fly on yeah. the, the relays are just so exciting, I think, heading into Paris. Like, the yeah. British swimming teams have just moved on and on and on every like, world to the Olympics. And, you know, one thing for me is obviously relays for a number of different medals that are possible to achieve and I think if anyone can get a sniff again on that top four or top six, you know, you're looking at some decent silverware in Paris, which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, the relays are so
2: exciting as well when you watch them, I'm thinking leading up to major, major comps, I guess this year and Olympics as well, those, those relay races are actually probably the best to watch. So mm. yeah, so exciting, I guess, both inside of being an athlete and also watching it as well but Ed, just before we round up uh, as Tom mentioned earlier we have a place that we call the cool room now I guess this is quite relevant to you being a swimmer but it's pretty much a place where people go before their for you maybe your race or for other people like their big challenge um, and we asked people what they'd listen to and also a bit of advice they'd probably give themselves and later down the line I guess you, you, we pass it on to other podcast guests so Freya was keen for a bit of Megan the Stallion, uh, Toby who looked think- across america like listening to hamilton mm. uh was slightly different but his piece of advice was i guess to trust yourself and and follow what what you want to do because people will, will tell you otherwise so yeah ed any what were your thoughts on that
1: um no i think that's great advice um do you want my my choice now then? yeah we'd, we'd love yeah. that what are you listening yeah.
0: to yeah what's the song what's the song
1: uh i haven't really got a song uh I, i'll be honest my go-to artist would probably be uh, Kendrick Lamar great choice great choice mate great choice yeah a bit of Kendrick in the core room um, I yeah no I like I like some of the more more upbeat songs a um, bit of rap to get me going um, but then equally in the back of my mind I'm always thinking just to keep it chilled out like I've done the work I know what I'm doing I've done it a thousand times before mm. so why would I be well, I'd be more stressed out about it now. Um, yeah. and at the end of the day, I just I just break it down to basics. When I when I start overthinking, um, and I know I'm overthinking, I just think it's just swimming at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Just keep mm-hmm. it, just keep it real basic and just I know what I'm doing, let my body do the work, sort of thing. So that's, yeah.
0: that's brilliant, mate. I can't beat it. That's brilliant. No, it's great advice. And you know, I think that's not just in swimming, but all areas of life, you know, I have confidence in the work you've done and uh it'll take you a long way but look ed thank you very much for joining us um it's been an absolute pleasure and uh yeah some really really interesting insights um into you know an up and coming up and coming athlete in British swimming um, I will see you tomorrow morning for a pretty big aerobic set probably <laughs> a, a big
1: aerobic set
0: thank you yeah, very much for everyone watch those heart rates absolutely absolutely watch those uh, heart rates no, no, no. This, is
1: just, this is the session that gets me <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a sneaky one isn't it it's <laughs> is a sneaky one sneaky BLT absolutely well thank you very much mate and thank you very much to everyone for tuning in um, we look forward to seeing you all next week cheers Ed bye bye thank you bye